This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. The perfect parachas posake by Yomar Mushaleido. Moshe Rabbeinu said to the people, Zehad Davar Shetziva Hashem Lasso. This is Parshat Sab 5782, by the way. Zehad Davar Shetziva Hashem Lasso. This is what Akkadosh Baruch Hu had commanded to do. Vayakrev, Vayikrab Moshe as Aaron as Banav. Moshe Rabbeinu brought close Aaron and his sons. Vayirchatsosom Bamaim, and he washed them in water. Rashi points out over here that nothing had happened yet. It's not like we're saying, Vayom Moshe Leida, Zehad Davar Shetziva Hashem Lasso. It's like everything that happened in the past. It didn't happen yet. Moshe Rabbeinu was referring to things that were going to happen, that were going, he was going to do. Right? Those things that were commanded to Akkadosh they shouldn't think that he was doing them for his own honor, the honor of his great brother Arnold, who obviously deserved a lot of honor. He was a great person. The whole part of the Milun was only being done because HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded him to do it, and that's it, not for any other reason. The Abarbanel says that there were people who claimed that Moshe Rabbeinu was doing it, simply put, to honor his older brother, right, for that reason. And that's why he came out and said, absolutely not, it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In other words, the Abarbanel is taking what HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what Rashi said, and he said this is exactly what happened, and he said, no, it's not for that. The Orachim Akkadr says, Moshe Rabbeinu said this, so they wouldn't have any complaints later on. There would be no complaints later on and they said, why Aaron? Why was he chosen over anybody else? Why would that be over here? And that's exactly what happened with Korach and his followers later on. That's exactly why he said this. Korach could not claim that he was a shogig. He didn't realize that Moshe Rabbeinu had set it up from Akkadr Baruch Hu. No, Moshe Rabbeinu started off and said, This is from Akkadr Baruch Hu. You cannot claim that you're an accident. This is 100% from Akkadr Baruch Hu and that's that. If anyone had any questions, you should have brought it up then, you didn't bring it up then, then forget it, you can't do it later on. So Korach had absolutely no claims to stand on over there. Victor Miller says this required a special announcement. You know why? Because certainly everybody felt really strongly about the Kahuna Gidola going to Aaron Akoin. Everybody felt strongly about that. Moshe was clearly chosen by a Kaddish Baruch Hu as they saw at Harsina, but nobody else had been chosen like that. No announcement had been made before that from above. So people were envious, said Victor Miller. People were disappointed because you can imagine, everybody said, well, maybe it's me, maybe it's going to be me, maybe I'm going to be the coin gadol. And not only was it for this generation, it was going to be from then on, from that point on. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu had to make it as clear as possible, make a public decora- declaration, and he had to say, this is from Hashem. He had to make that absolutely clear that and nobody would have a question on it later on. The Ramosha is actually like a Ramosha in three different places. In Darash Moshe, he says it, it says in Kol Ram in two different places. He wonders about the wording in Rashi. It should have said, what Rashi should have said is, it was not me that decided to do this, but Hashem commanded me to do so. Instead, the wording is Don't say it's for my honor, like I quoted from Rashi up above. Right? First of all, there is a mitzvah to honor a coin. So why wouldn't he have done it for the mitzvah of the Kiddashto? Because you have to honor a coin anyway. Said Ramosha. So why wouldn't he have done it for that reason? So maybe it was done for Aaron, and that's not a problem because you have a mitzvah of the Kiddashto. Second of all, how is this an honor to Moshe Rabbeinu? He's saying, Lo vodi. It wasn't for my honor. Of course it wasn't a cover for him. He was mevaz himself by washing Aaron and dressing him up. He acted like a slave. How in the world would anybody have thought that it was for his honor? And why would Rashi say that? Again, the wording he should have said is, it was not me that decided to do this, but rather our Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's not what he said. So that's the question that he asked over here. So we've spoken about this concept in the past, and Ramosha talks about it in many, many different places. But he says, Moshe did everything L'Shem Shemayim, purely for the sake of heaven. It made sense to honor Aaron and to do all this for him, even though it might be degrading for himself. But he did so not because he thought it was a great thing to do, because he loved his brother Aaron. 
He did it because Hashem told him to do it and for no other reason. It was purely L'Shem Shemayim. And that's what he was pointing out over here. It says the Orachim, it says the Rosh Moshe. And he was saying it for future generations so everyone would know. This is not my idea. It's nothing to do with me. I'm doing it purely L'Shem Shemayim. That's why it's repeated over and over. And Parsh Bekudek HaShetziv HaShem is Moshe. Yes, Shlomo. What do you do with the basic understanding? It's not going on the actions that Moshe is doing here, but the basic concept of being an Aaron Cohen, which could which could be interpreted as being a Kohen from Moshe because you're related to someone who's the words afterwards show what Moshe did for Aaron as opposed to what Aaron did. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, if it would have been afterward and we say, and here's what Aaron did, that would be 100%. Then you'd say, like, it's dealing with Aaron's actions. But it wasn't. Afterward, Moshe dressed them. Moshe got them ready. Moshe did this. Moshe did that to get Aaron ready. And that's the reason why it can't be dealing with Aaron. If not, Pesach Vav wouldn't make any sense. Pesach Zion, Pesach Ches wouldn't make any sense. That's the idea behind it. I think that's the idea behind it. And aside from that, there was an honor here that Moshe was trying to dispel from their minds. Moshe knew that nothing could happen without him. The Aaron Kodesh, the Mizbeach, nothing could happen. The Mishkan could not be built without him, right? It had to be that. So that was the biggest honor. Maybe it looked like he was degrading himself by building everything himself and doing everything around, right? But it was a true honor. It all happened through him. Without Moshe, it never would have happened. That's why he told her in the not so. I'm only doing what Akadosh Baruch told me to do. I am getting absolutely no honor from this. That's the idea that Ramosha says in Kol Rum, right? And I think that adds on to the Darsh Moshe very, very nicely. Very, very nicely to what he said. The Mesha Chachma says really something totally different. Moshe Rabbeinu told the people everything that he was told back in Parshat Tzav. And the truth is, most of Parshat Tzav is Parshat Tzav. It's just repeated a little bit as his commander to do. Meaning, this Pasuk reads like this. Vayomer Moshe Aleida. Moshe told the Ada everything that he had been told before back in Parshat Tzav. Parshat Tzav, I'm sorry. And the Pasuk itself tells us, it wasn't the words of Moshe Rabbeinu, it was just the Pasuk telling us, That's what Hashem commanded him to do. It's not that Hashem told Mo, if you look at the words I have here, I quotation marks around as if that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was told to do, and therefore this is what Hashem commanded me to do. No, 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 no. Moshe told the Ada everything that he learned in Parshas Tzitzaveh, and that was what Hashem commanded him to do. That was the idea of what it was supposed to be over here. Now that's the opinion of Rishim Bar Yochai in Yuma, that even Kriyas HaParsha, reading the Parsha is Ma'akid for the Miluim. He had to tell them what he was doing before he actually did. Those nine Torah is just the exact same thing. That Moshe Ben read this Parsha to the people every single day of the Zayim Miluim. He read Parsha's Titzaveh and he said it over. So again, and that was exactly what Hashem told him to do. That is an unbelievable shot. Now, there is a Malvin. The Malvin also says something different. He changed the Seder of putting on their clothing. Originally, the Seder had been told to put the, the clothes on Aaron and his son seemingly all at once. And now Moshe Rabbeinu did Aaron first. Vayakri Vikrab Moshe as Aaron, the Esbanov. First he dressed Aaron. And then he dressed his children and washed them together, right? So it sounds like it was the opposite order. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu had to say outside, he had to say, no, 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 I didn't want to be Mavir and Olamitzos, Zad of Asher Tzival Hashem Lassos. Hashem told me to do it this way, and that's why I did it. Yeah. What's up? That's what it would have been. And he said, no, that's not what it was supposed to be. We spoke about this before, a little bit before. 
form, Parshat I believe. In Nitziv, adds to this that Moshe saw people were con- a bit confused by what he was doing. They had heard what he had told them in Parshat They saw deviations. They saw that Moshe Rabbeinu was changing something up, doing something a little bit different. He wa- they wondered why this was happening. Moshe told them, I'm telling you, this is all commanded to me by Hashem. Some of the things he was told, he had told the people. Some of the things he said to himself. But either way, but it was all basically said together from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Mordechai, Mordechai Roga, one of the first Rosh Yeshivas of Skoki Yeshiva, says you have to bring Pasuk Dalid into the equation as well. Now, I've given a share on Pasuk Dalid before. The people have to gather together and become united as one. In one, not only in soul, but also in mind, he says. Standing at the entrance of the Oamoid, that's the famous Pasuk of the mach, uh, the Mamit, the Miut Machzik is a where a little spot it was able to hold a lot of people in order to accept Aaron as the Kohen Gadol. If they couldn't work together, then the whole appointment of Kohen Gadol was, wouldn't work. It wasn't going to happen whatsoever. Zadavor, this is what Akash Baruch told me to do. Continue to be like this without Machlokas, and everything will be perfectly fine. Aaron will be the Kohen Gadol for you, his sons will be the Kohen Gadol for you, and everything will work out well. That's how Harris Mordechai went to. The way you accepted Aaron, all is one. The Achtus, believe Shalim, that's how you should be in the future. The Islamic Torah says something really similar. Bringing everyone close to each other, right outside the Omoy, allowed them to connect spiritually as well. Their love for each other allowed them to find love for HaKadosh Baruch that HaKadosh Baruch commanded us to do. Okay, another point made by the Orachai Mekadosh, my favorite, the Orachai Mekadosh. Moshe was a king. We learned that from Devarim, Davlamid Gimel where it says, He's a king. He has the status of a melech. There's a famous Chasam uh, Sofer about this at the end of Orachayim. I think it's in Simon Reish Ches in his Child's Shuvas that talks about this, yeah? So he had the status of a king. Hold on. In Kiddush and Lambez and Abiz, we learned that a king cannot be mochel on his honor. Can't be mochel on his kavod, right? That's a Gemara straight out in the sec. Did I say Kiddush and Lambez? I don't know. I think it's Sanhedrin Chav Bezum Abez. I, I think that might be a mistake. I don't know if I meant Kiddush Shalom Abez. I don't know. Oh no, it is. It's also in Kiddush Shalom Abez. Yeah, 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 because keep it up in Gemaras. It's over there as well. It's also in Sanhedrin. I, th- I, I can't remember if it's Chav Bez or Chav Alvam Abez, but it says that over there as well. And in here, Moshe was doing things that only a slave would do for his master, right? Meaning, I, I, I can even tell you, in Evid Ivri isn't even allowed to, he's not forced to do this. You don't have to dress your master, you don't have to bathe your master. And Evid Kanani, yeah, but that's it. Right? So that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was able to do. How in the world is Moshe Rabbeinu allowed to do this? He's a melech. He can't be mochel on his kavod. He's been doing this for the past seven days. He's doing the meluim for seven days. And on the eighth day, all of a sudden, he loses everything. He's no longer a king. How is that possible? Aside from that, Moshe Rabbeinu is also the Rebbe. The Rebbe Muvok. How is that possible? Right? Even if you say that Aaron was his equal, because who Moshe, who Aaron, who Aaron, who Moshe, right? But his sons were definitely not on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. How was Moshe Rabbeinu allowed to do it? And he said out loud, this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded me to do. Very similar to what we said before from the Darash Moshe, but a little bit different. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu would do. I normally never would be able to do it, but I decided to do it. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean by Asha, um, Moshe having a status of a king? Meaning like, Chassam yeah, Silver says in Afghanistan was was he allowed to kill somebody just by saying it because he was murdered by Malchus? No, I thought I thought I was called that he was actually a king for the sixty years that he went out of the tribe. You mean the king of Kush? Yes. That's a different story altogether. Yeah, but that doesn't make him king of Klai Yisrael. He was a king in the Midbar, which meant that he could kill somebody at whim, and that's the reason why he was able to make a Bria to destroy Korach and his people. That was the idea behind it. That's exactly what happened. What's the hatchet for this? At the end of the day, fine. Yeah, he was allowed to do this. He was told by a Kurdish Baruch to do it. But what's the hatchet? He was a king. But that's not, 
Right, but where did HaKadosh Baruch come up with this from? Why would this be necessary? Why do this? You're right, obviously, it's a hatcher, obviously, that's that. But why would Moshe be about himself for no reason? So, Alenu Shabach, Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein says, it could be because Aaron and his children were going to be working with clay shares, which means they themselves were considered clay shares. And just like that, just like Moshe, it was required to anoint and wash the clay shares. So too, he's required to anoint and wash the big Aaron and his sons. That's the idea behind it. It seems that this is the shot behind the Marsha. It's an Avodah Zara that Lamed Hay, where he says a Talmud Chacham is similar to a Tzlochis Shal Plaiton, right? Tzlochis Shal Plaiton. That's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, in Shabbos, whether or not you're allowed to take a Tzlochis Shal Plaiton outside, right? So it says whenever it, you know, something that smells really, really good, right? If you have a Tzlochis Shal Plaiton, right, it itself smells. The place where you put it would obviously smell much, much better. The Marsha says, this smell doesn't come from the besamim. This smell comes from the jar the besamim is in. That's why Tamachachim should be willing to teach and to learn with other people. And only then others will recognize his smell. What he's able to give off to other people. The smell that comes from him. The goof of the Tamachachim. Not the Neshama. The Neshama is already, it's, it's the Plaiton itself. But the Tzlochis show Plaiton. He's got the goof that improved itself so much that even the Malachim of his love, he's able to give it over to other people. It's not just the Ruchnius. It's the Gashmius of the Tamachachim that's absolutely unbelievable. And that's the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu more than anybody else. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to mevaza himself because only he had improved himself to such a point where his goof was mishabed to his Neshama. And therefore he was like a Tzlochis Shal Plaiton. Only he could anoint Aaron. So even though, obviously, that was the only way for all of this to happen. The Kol Yechiel, right? This is a statement that I have in my house. I forgot who wrote it. He says that when the Noam Elimelech was Megala himself, his brother Rabzusha wanted to serve him. Revelimelech wouldn't allow him to do so. Said Rabzusha, from this Parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu was Meshamish's brother. Moshe Rabbeinu went and washed him and put on his clothes and everything like that. So I don't understand. He even did it to his nephews when the Mishka was being set up. If they help them, if Moshe Rabbeinu helped them, why can't I help you? That's what he said to his brother, Noam Elimelech. Can you imagine that question? Ask me. So what did the Noam Elimelech answer? What did he say? He says, correct. But you have to look at the puzzle before him. Moshe Rabbeinu said, Kasher Tziva Hashem is Moshe. It's only because HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded him to do it that it was allowed. Otherwise, it's Usr. You, God never commanded you to do it, so therefore, it is Usr. You're not allowed to do it. That's what he told him. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That's the idea. And that's what Melech. Since we're talking about them, one time Rav Melech and Rav Zusha were in Golos. They arrived at an inn on the same night as a wedding. It was one of the villagers. The villager was not Jewish. Right? They slept near the oven. And all the Goyim, I'm calling them Goyim on purpose over here. Normally I call them non-Jews. Right? The Goyim were drinking and dancing all night long. As they were passing by the oven... They would slap Reb Zusha. Reb Zusha was on the outside. Reb, Nech, Reb, Reb, uh, Reb Elimelech Lezhensk was on the inside. And they slapped Reb Zusha in the face as they were going by. Every time they went by, every time, they kept hitting Reb Zusha. Finally, Norman Elimelech turned to Reb Zusha and was like, look, why should you get all the hits? Let's switch places, right? So that I'll be on the outside and you'll be on the inside. So I'll get hit instead of you. The next time around, when the Goyen came by, they saw the guy on the outside. They were like, why should the outside guy get a lot of hits? Let's hit the inside guy this time. So they smacked Rabzusha again on the inside. So Rabzusha turned to the old Melamelech. He said, if a Kaddish Baruch wants me to be hit, he'll hit me no matter where I am. 
doesn't matter if on the inside or if on the outside. It makes absolutely no difference to a Kaddish Baruch where it's going to be. It's an unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable story. If I have time, maybe I'll go through the lesson later on. But the Ibn Ezra says this all took place by the keel. So they would wash their hands and feet, possibly at different times, right? But they were all washing their hands and feet. It seems to say that he told them to do so, but not that Moshe himself actually washed them. Because again, he probably had a problem with Moshe being degrading himself by washing them himself. But Rashi imparts it Tzavah, not here in Tzav, but in Tzavah says he was by a mikvah. So they could immerse themselves entirely in water, not just their hands and feet. And it seems Moshe Rabbeinu brought them into the mikvah itself, right? At least according to the way the Ramban looks at it. That's how Yelah Shachar looks at it over here. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu, right, have to be there while they were tovel? What's the point of him being there while they were tovel? So the Al-Zanayim, the Torah says, it could be it was a form of gerus, so to speak. We don't have gerus, you know, we're born Jews and that's that. And that's all it's supposed to be. But it's possible that in order to make them into Kohanim forever, they needed a form of gerus. Moshe Rabbeinu was equal, not only to 600,000, but to the 71 members of Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin Tazayinam and Aleph. And therefore, he could be present, watch them go in, and it would count as if a basin watched them being tovel. Nobody else would have that status. You can't have a guy like Ramosha Feinstein counts as three people. But Ramosha, Moshe Rabbeinu would have had that status. Malbim says that the Kior, right, would have been Rochatsu Mayim without a base. If it was like the Ibn Ezra, it would be without a base. With a base, Rochatsu Bamayim, it must be referring to bathing the entire body. The only problem is that the word Vayikrav doesn't make any sense. He brought them close, but they were in the Mishkan. Where did he bring them close to a mikvah? There was no mikvah in the Mishkan itself. He says, it must be the Vayikrav means he brought them closer to the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to bring them somewhere near there, and that's that. But to bring the mikvah first, and then wash their hands and feet, and that was bring them closer to the mitzvah, and that's the idea behind it. Rabbi Victor Miller points out the word barachat always refers to immersing in a mikvah, not just washing one's hands and feet. Nama was told by Elisha, Elisha Navi, to be rochatsu by yarding, right? Certainly means to immerse it in, inside it. This must be the exact same thing that Alan was bathed in a mikvah before donning his clothing. That's the idea behind it. Okay, hold on very quickly, where Shimon Schwab says it certainly sounds like there was a kosher mikvah on the Chatzor Omoi. There might have been an actual mikvah inside there. And a screen was placed between him and the rest of the people for tzniest reasons, just like by Yom Kippur. Perhaps that's what it means by the Shiras Be'er in Parshas Chukas. He says, Be'er Chafrua Sarim, a well was dug by the officers. Karua Nidiviyam, the generous people of the nation, they dug it. Bimchokek Bimishano Sum. They directly, they uh, directly where they were supposed to be. It filled up. It was withdrawn water. It was where Aaron and his sons went to the mikvah. Maybe that's the idea behind it. Maybe it's exactly what that Pasuk meant. That they went to the mikvah inside the Mishkan. And the Vayikra means he brought them close inside the Mishkan itself because there was a mikvah inside the Mishkan. I guess the water ran through right inside there like it was by the base of mikvah. The Ramban says the process here was that he washed Aaron, dressed him, anointed him, and did the same to his children. The Malbim says it above. The Tzoromor says he washed Aaron and his children. Lahav to remove the Avodah from them, to remove the idols from the land itself. Aaron and his sons were performing an Avodah that we machaper the sins of Adam Harishon that brought in Tuma into the land, right? The Glal Shalrei that he brought into the land itself. It says in Sanhedrin, Nun Chesed, Adam became a min from the sin that he did from 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 this sin. That's why they have to be washed with water entirely to change them completely, to make them into something to, totally tahor, completely tahor. And that's the reason why we brought over here. That's how the Torah more says it over here. And maybe we be To see this again, that the Kohanim should be revamped. There should be some type of milum in which they all find that Tara Kedosha, that, that Kedusha, that allows them to become completely Barachatsu, purified in the eyes of a Baruch Thank you. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.